everyone. Thank you again for tuning back in to the Brittany Bundles podcast. I'm so excited that you're back here. And today is going to be a reminder, a much needed reminder. Sometimes we can get in the motion of living our lives, doing things that we need to do, doing things that we want to do, trying to find our way. That's great. That's great. But there are still some people, some of us in this family, are not taking the clues and the cues necessary and moving forward. And what I mean by that is, like I talked about in another podcast, everyone has their own time of when they decide to get started with their business. I understand that and I respect that. But I'm here to remind all of us that you can start whatever it is that you're planning on starting without having all of the tools right now. I want that to be a reminder. I want that to, to sizzle in and you know circle around the thoughts in your mind for a moment. And imagine getting started right now and learning as you go. Imagine getting started right now and growing the experience that you need as you go. Imagine getting started right now and having the empire that you are hoping to have in the future. Although I understand and I can respect everyone's reason for starting when they start, everyone's season for starting when they start, there are some people that know that the time is now or that know that their time was last month or their time was two weeks ago. And sometimes you'll have those feelings where you, you know you have a, a heavy feeling on your heart that there is something that you're supposed to be doing, something that you should have started, but you choose not to. I do wanna say this though, although we can respect everyone's timing, I do not want anyone to miss out on opportunities by not moving and allowing procrastination and fear to stop us and prolong our experience. Because experience is important in business. Experience is important in our life. Experience is important to our mission. And so we use the experiences that we've gone through to not only better ourselves and to learn ourselves from those experiences, but also to help as many as we possibly can. And so how impactful, how powerful entrepreneurship really is if it's done in its purest form. If it's done without only looking at the gain for yourself, but having a bigger objective and being able to see the impact of your business, your message, your services, your products, and how they can benefit and add value to another's life. So what we're gonna talk about today is a reminder, a reminder to everyone that you can begin. And in fact, a lot of us do need to begin before we have all the tools. Now, again, I will never say everyone's time is today because that's not true. However, if you know or if you feel that this message is directed to you or anyone that you know, I strongly advise you to stay tuned to the whole message. And also, if you are already acting in your passion and your purpose, there's more that we can do. There's always more that we can do. So let's stay tuned, get ready. We're about to get started. Like I just mentioned, everyone's timing is different and I respect that. However, 
I don't want any of us to miss out on any opportunities by allowing procrastination and fear to stop us and prolong our experience. But let's talk about why experience is important in business. I remember when I was a manager at a cell phone store and I was presented the opportunities to choose from different candidates with different experiences and different educational backgrounds. Now, a lot of times you get a lot of applications sent in immediately. As soon as you post an ad, if it's a bigger name company, and if it's right around Christmas or maybe summer break, you get lots and lots of applications very rapidly. And so on top of all of my other tasks that I have to do in the store, overseeing and assisting the entire store, customers included, as well as the team members, so the staff, as well as making sure that I'm creating different plans so that my team and my store can be as successful as it possibly could be. When I say my store, it wasn't necessarily mine, but you know, back in that, that time when I was in that role, every manager would have their store, quote unquote, and we would all be responsible for our store, the cleanliness of our store, the sales of quote unquote, our store and the behaviors and the policies that we uh, implemented or that didn't happen. We were all responsible for the good and the bad outcomes. And so I took that position with extreme pride. Not saying that I was walking around prideful, but I took it to heart and I was serious in my position. And being serious in my position, I, I had to think and make some tough choices. Do I hire her or do I hire her? And so I'm looking at the applications. You want to be completely fair and you want to make sure that you're giving everyone a fair opportunity. You're also wanting to make sure that you're doing your store justice. And you're adding someone to your team that's going to benefit and add value. And one of the things that would stick out to me and also the district manager that was over me is how much experience do they have? Do they have sales experience? Do they have customer service experience? And although some people that were brought into the interview, they didn't have any experience, customer service or sales. And then you would have people that had years of customer service and sales. And one thing that always stuck out is experience. Experience. Why is experience important? Well, in my mind as the manager, I wanted to hire someone on that, you know, maybe they didn't know all of our systems. Of course, they, they wouldn't know all of our systems and, you know, all of our policies unless they worked for the company. However, they have similar experience in doing what we're doing or doing similar activities as what we're doing or performing similar roles as what they would be performing at, the, at this establishment. And so it made the transition more seamless. And I thought in my head, okay, yes, I have to train, but not as much. Yes, we can train anyone, but it's more beneficial at this time if we hire someone with experience. And so that was a lot of times the outline of the hiring process experience. When I had my salon, a lot of times I would ask stylists to bring in their portfolio because I wanted to gauge for their experience before I brought them on to the team. I wanted experience. And so experience is important, but a lot of times we allow ourselves to get discouraged from the lack of experience that we have. And that can be justified, like I just said. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. A lot of times during hiring processes, experience is important. That's one of the reasons that there you know, are resumes because I wanna know your story in relation to how you can benefit the movement or the business or the services that we're offering, whatever the case may be. A resume is important because it shows your story in relation to what value you can potentially provide to that establishment, right? And so experience is important. So it makes sense that when we're 
nervous or when we're thinking about getting started with something, sometimes we have those thoughts that come into our mind that say, hey, you don't have experience to do this. Hey, you don't know anything about this. Hey, you may know some, but you don't know as much as all these other people. Why would someone go to your business and not this business? Who are you to think that someone will work with you and not her? And we have all of these thoughts that can sometimes scare us. But I want to sit here and remind you all today that in order to have experience, you have to get started. You have to start from some place. And so there would be some people that had no experience that would be hired into the job when I was working as a manager. Why? Because we saw other values in them. Why? Because they understood the role. Why? Because they were very well versed. Why? Because they were charismatic. There's so many different reasons as to why someone would hire. Not saying that experience wasn't important, but it's still saying that you understand and a lot of people understand that in order to have experience, you have to get started. And in order for you to get started, you have to go in or you should go in or consider going in with the open mindset that not everyone is expecting you to have oodles and oodles of experience. Not everyone is expecting that. There are some people that understand and that know that you're just getting started. They can see the passion in your eyes. They can feel the charismatic vibe of you when you walk in or, or when they meet you or when you're sending an email or when you're texting or talking over the phone, they can sense that, they can feel it. There are some people that understand and can feel your passion. And you know, they may not understand it to the point that you do, but they can understand where you're wanting to go, what you're wanting to do, what you're hoping to provide to your clients and customers. And so I recommend that you never allow your lack of experience to get started. Because like I mentioned, in order for you to get started, you have to start somewhere. In order for you to have experience, you have to start somewhere. You have to be able to learn, which means sometimes you're gonna go in without knowing everything and that's okay. And so that's one thing that I wanna make sure that we're reiterating in our minds that no, we're not going to know everything before we get started. And a lot of people make the mistake and I'll say mistake because people have come to me and say, you know what? I have made the mistake of overanalyzing everything that I waited much longer than I needed to to get started with my business. That I waited much longer than I needed to to make the impact that I wanted to make. That I waited much longer than I needed to to start building financial freedom for my family. And we're not here to dwell on what we did wrong. However, we are here to be completely honest and transparent and say, you know what? Hey, I was in a mind state and a mind frame of overanalyzing everything. Now, not saying that you want to go ahead and just start a business without any thoughts or without making sure that you know anything about the business or industry that you're going into. However, it's very safe and fair to say that not everyone that starts the business knows everything. I did not know all that I know now back in 2013 when I started my business. I didn't have the same mentality back in 2013 as I have right now. I didn't have the same business skills back in 2013 as I do right now. And so I learned. But would I have learned everything that I know today if I didn't get started? There's a good chance that I wouldn't. The next thing that I want to talk about is let's start identifying what exactly we are waiting for and not making additional excuses as to why it's not time. Even when what we are waiting for presents itself. So let's break this down. 
Let's identify what exactly we are waiting for. So a lot of times you'll hear entrepreneurs say, or aspiring entrepreneurs say, I'm not starting my business today, or I'm not starting my business this year, or I didn't start my business as planned last year because I'm waiting for this, because I'm waiting for someone to design my website. Does that sound familiar to some people out there? It's okay, it's just us. Or I'm waiting until I get enough money to purchase the inventory, okay? Or I'm waiting until I build up my social media following. I'm waiting until I take this network marketing class. I'm waiting until I'm more confident with myself before I get on YouTube or Facebook and promote my products. And although all of those reasons are legitimate, again, I'm not in the business of making anyone feel like their reasoning isn't legitimate or that their reasoning isn't factual. Everyone has a different story and different feelings. So yes, those can be strongly legitimate feelings. I, I get it. I, I'm there with you. I've had some of those same thoughts and feelings. I understand. But what happens when what you were waiting for happens and you still don't get started? That's the moment where we have to take a step back and evaluate what we're really waiting for. Because for three years, we said that we were waiting for our website to get designed. Okay. Now our website is designed and we found another reason as to why we're not getting started. And although that reason can be legitimate, like I said, I'm not in the business of telling anyone their feelings or their reasonings are not legitimate. I'm just saying, when are we going to allow our purpose and our movement overshadow overshadow our reasons as to why we haven't or why we're not? Again, I didn't discredit the reasons all I'm saying is a lot of times we find out that we're not really waiting for what we think we're waiting for. A lot of times it's a mind game. It's a mental pool. And we're thinking and we're telling ourselves and we're telling everyone else that, no, we're just waiting for this. But deep down, it may be something else that we haven't even touched or discovered. And so sometimes it's beneficial to say, you know what? I don't have my website, but there's another way. There's other ways that I can go ahead and still move forward with my business. No, I don't have all of my inventory right now, but there are other options that I can do. And if I don't know the options, you, you know, I'm going to research them. I'm going to find other ways to get started until I do get all the inventory that I need. No, I'm not completely comfortable with my appearance. And that's something I'm going to work on daily and diligently with myself internally. However, I'm also going to explore every opportunity possible to continue moving forward with my purpose and with my dreams. Because a lot of times what we end up seeing is all of the reasons that we had initially for not getting started, we end up finding solutions to those reasons and still not getting started. And everyone's reason is different. Everyone's story is different. But we also need to start making sure that we're holding ourselves accountable. And I often talk about moving while you're in fear. Now, I can't tell everyone that that's going to work for you. Again, we're all different. But if I would have waited until I was not nervous to public speak, I wouldn't have public spoke. To this day, I would still be waiting until I was very comfortable public speaking. But the truth is, I became more comfortable public speaking with experience. And the truth is, I gained experience from going and from doing it. Even though I was nervous, even though I didn't have everything, I remember my first speaking engagement. And I was very, very skeptical about doing it. Picture this. 
You're going in, you're going to speak, you have your own room, you have your own set of, of, of participants that signed up to hear you speak. But there's other speakers too. So the other speakers have their own room and their participants. And you can see the other speakers and you can read different biographies about the other speakers. And you also can see because the coordinator will send you over an email and let you know, okay, hey, this is what the other speakers are, are potentially doing. This is how things are gonna work. We're gonna have different setups available if you wanna connect your presentation through PowerPoint. If you're wanting to do this and do that. And I'm like, wow, you know, I don't have a presentation for PowerPoint. I don't have all this fancy equipment that all the other presenters have. I found myself becoming very, very critical and not even critical only, but also overanalyzing my whole presentation. And not even just overanalyzing, but also feeling like, man, am I in the right field? Should I be playing this game? You know, we're in a field, they were, say we're batting baseball. Should I be up to bat? With all these other batters with far more experience than me. And, you know, they have all the fancy equipment and they have their PowerPoints. And I have some notes written down, not even typed up, just written out. How is that going to work? And so I could have chosen to say, you know what, I'm not ready. Let me go ahead and back out of this opportunity. Let someone else with more experience come in and take over for me. And what would that have done? That would have prolonged... For me, I'm speaking for my journey, that would have prolonged my experience of public speaking. That would have prolonged some of the advancements in my career, some of the advancements with my business. And I probably still would have been nervous because even today with all of the speaking engagements that I've done, I can't say that I don't get nervous before a speaking engagement because that would be a lie. People ask me sometimes, how do you feel beforehand? I'm nervous. Why? Because I just am. I don't know, I, I am. But I, I'm not going to allow that to stop me from moving forward. And I can tell you that every time it gets better. So I'm not saying that I don't get nervous, but I, I've learned how to handle and how to work within my nervous feelings. That's something I learned for me. So I know that typically when I get nervous, my mouth gets dry. So I've learned to keep water by me or coffee. Now coffee isn't the best because it kind of makes you dry still, but you get the point. I've learned how to work around. I've also learned that I feel more comfortable having my notes, whether I hand wrote the notes or whether they're on my uh, iPad or whether they're on my phone, I feel more comfortable having my notes. Now there are some speakers that don't feel comfortable having any notes. And a lot of times I don't stick to my the notes that I have, you know, I will, but I also elaborate on them. So I'm not looking at the paper all the time, but I feel more comfortable because I have my guide there. So if I forget, or if I look at something and I go blank, I can always look back and go back to what I was, was speaking about. But I'm using that as an example to say that a lot of times when we find ourselves not getting started with what we know we need to get started with, it's because we're talking ourselves out of the opportunities. And I'm not gonna say again, there, there could be valid reasons as to why you don't wanna do it or why you don't feel like you should do it. Again, I had valid reasons as to why I consider taking the speaking event and not taking the speaking event. You always have to have your first. There's always going to be the first experience. And so I can push off that first experience for speaking until next year or five years down the line, or I can go ahead and, and do it now. And no, it's not saying that I'm not gonna be nervous. And no, it's not saying that I'm gonna have all of the fancy equipment or everything that I'm thinking that a professional speaker needs. However, I have my experience. And what I've learned is that the experience a lot of times outweighs everything else that you're waiting for. Your experience and your thoughts 
and your ideas and your passion and your, your movement, your calls, your business, your services, your product, a lot of times outweigh the value of those outweigh what you're waiting for. They can outweigh the design of your website. They can outweigh the experience with you public speaking. They can outweigh the support that you may be sad about not having. Because one thing that I've learned is that once you get started and once you get going, a lot of things that you thought would slow you down really are fuel. They help you continue going. And so I no longer let, okay, you know, this person that I thought was going to support me didn't, okay, uh, I'm stopping. Because I now see that there's a whole world available and ready to support. I no longer let, okay, I don't have the fanciest equipment, so I'm not going to record a YouTube video. No, I'm going to record my YouTube video with what I have. And yes, I'll still work on getting more equipment. Don't get me wrong. I'm always growing and, and wanting to become better. However, I still understand that experience counts. Experience counts. And experience, like I said, is oftentimes more valuable than the reasons that we have in our mind as to why we're not starting. I'm not starting yet because I don't understand Instagram. Okay, well, take some time. I still am learning Instagram. I don't get everything about Instagram, but if I waited until I understood everything about Instagram, I wouldn't have an Instagram page. If I waited until I understood everything about YouTube, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel. If I waited until I knew everything about the hair industry, I would never have created a salon. I would have never hired or worked with other stylists. I would have never had the experience that I have in the hair industry, even running my hair business. I wouldn't have had that. And so identify what exactly you are waiting for and try your best to not make any additional excuses or have any additional reasons as to why you're not starting even when the reason you told yourself is fulfilled. Because life has a funny way of doing that. You're saying, you know what? I'm not starting because I'm waiting on a car and something happens and you get a car. Now what? Well, a lot of times we say I'm waiting until I get a new computer. Okay. Well, you got that new computer. Now what? And so we want to make sure that we're not getting into the habit of combining and compiling all of our fears. And once we knock out what we thought was holding us back, we allow our mind to have another reason. And I'm not saying that it's not a justified reason. But we have another reason as to why we're not getting started. While you're thinking about different things to do, we can also do this. There's always more that we can do. Always. So overcome those objections after we identify what exactly we're waiting for. Now, the next thing that I want to talk about is most often we are our biggest critics and we will overanalyze our passions, business, and everything else in a negative way before others will. And we just touched on that a little bit. So a lot of times, some entrepreneurs are not waiting until they receive more money, a better credit score, a website, or anything like that, but they're waiting because they've overanalyzed everything. So how many people have recorded a YouTube video? They don't have a channel, but you've been thinking about starting a channel, for example, and you've recorded yourself maybe 20 times. Or maybe that's a stretch. Maybe you've recorded yourself five times and you haven't posted any video. And your reasoning behind not posting a video is because you didn't like how your hair looked on that clip. Or you didn't like how your eye had a, an extra glare in it in the camera. You didn't like how your arm jiggled a little bit when you went to reach for something. 
or you didn't like how your face became a little bit, uh, I don't know, maybe sweaty. Or you didn't like how your eyes were not looking directly at the camera. You were looking at the phone or at your camera, but you weren't looking at the right place that you were supposed to look at. So it didn't look like you were looking in the right place. And so you didn't upload it. But we think of all of these little things that a lot of time, and I'm not going to say people aren't critical, but a lot of times they're like, you know, small things. Was the message good? Yeah, it was good. But, you know, the top I wore, I really didn't like the, the, the red, how the red showed up on camera. Okay, I get it. But is that enough? Are you allowing the color of the red shirt to overpower the impact that your message could potentially have? Are you allowing the pimple on your face or how much you were sweating and didn't notice to overpower your message? Are you allowing the fact that the camera made a glare in your eye? So yes, the message was still good. The video quality was good, but you just didn't like that for, for your personal reasons. So you're not going to upload it. And then there it goes. You've recorded, you've shared information, you've promoted your business, but no one ever sees it because you didn't like how that red showed up on the camera. You didn't like the red on your shirt. And what I'm saying is, I don't want to get this misconstrued. I'm not saying don't be picky with your work. I'm not saying just upload anything. I'm not saying don't care about what you're uploading, and what you're sharing. All I'm saying is sometimes we allow critiquing ourselves to stop us. I have a video plan where I'm going to critique some of my old work through my YouTube video. And I enjoy looking back and seeing growth. I enjoy being able to critique myself. I enjoy being able to see, wow, this is how it was in 2018 when I was creating an email newsletter for my clients. And this is how I am now in 2020. And as the years progress, I enjoy going back. This is how I was in 2020. And this is how I am now. But in order to be able to critique yourself, in order to be able to grow, we still have to start. In order to be able to become better, we still have to find a time to start. In order to grow and gain experience, we still have to find a time to start. Even with the reasons, valid reasons as to why we shouldn't or as to why we're waiting. That brings me to my next point. In order to grow, we must move. In order to grow, we must move. If anything is growing, anything, plants, people, your business, anything for growth, that means that you're not staying the same. Nothing can grow and stay the same. Nothing can grow and stay the same. So I know in order for me to grow into who I want to be, in order for me to grow into who I was called to be, in order for me to grow my business, in order for me to grow in my mentality, in order for me to grow, I need to move. Even me physically, in order for me to grow, I still need to eat. That's not saying that there's not everything else going on around me. That's just saying that facts are facts. And in order for anything to move, in order for anything to, to get better, in order for anything to grow, it takes 
some sort of movement, whether it's physical movement, whether it's a movement of the atmosphere, whether it's a movement caused by God, whether it's a movement caused by your mind, whatever the case may be, there has to be something that changes. And so a lot of us are experiencing the fruit of us staying stagnant, of us not moving. We're doing the same thing with no growth and we may be moving, but we're not moving in a direction that's taking us forward. We're moving to sustain. There are some people that are moving just to sustain. There's nothing added that's going to help you move forward. There's no additional steps that are happening in order to move you to where you want to be. And so it's not imperative that we only move, but it's imperative that we are intentional with our movements. I can move all day outside. I can go outside right now with the intention of being more fit and becoming more healthy. And although I'm moving, there's no guarantee that the part of my body or the parts of my body that I'm aiming to tighten up and structure are going to get what they need if I just go out there moving and I don't have intentional movements planned out. So not only do we want to make sure that we're moving to grow, but we're intentional on how we're moving and when we're moving. How and when. The last thing that I want to talk about is let's put together an action plan. Not only are our words powerful, but our actions are too. So what are we going to do? I talk a lot on this podcast about the powerful statements that we can say to ourselves or think to ourselves and the impact that it has on our life and our journey. I talk so much about how words are powerful. Words are our tools. But actions are too. So you can speak whatever you want out into the atmosphere. And I'm not discouraging that because I do too. But without making any actions or any moves, your words can only go so far. Saying but not believing. Saying but not doing. How far is that going to get us? So I'm not saying stop talking. Keep the conversations coming. Continue with positive affirmations. But also let's pair that with intentional actions to move us closer to what we need to do or what we want to do. Let's put an action plan together. Some of the ways that you can put action plans together are sitting down. I used to do this on my lunch break when I was working a nine to five because I knew that I didn't want to get caught up at that job. I would see people and talk to different coworkers and they would say, I've been at this job for 35 years and I wish I could leave, but I can't. And I was at the job for maybe five years at that time. And I was knowing how I was feeling like, man, I've struggled staying here for five years. I cannot imagine someone staying here for 35. And like I say in a lot of podcasts, if working a nine to five is what you do and what you want to do, I encourage it. I'm not telling anyone to stop your nine to five and go completely with entrepreneurship. Everyone has a different story. Everyone has different enjoyments. Everyone has a different purpose. So do what it is that you find fulfilling. However, I'm speaking for me and the coworkers that I used to work with. And I know there are some people out there that can relate. I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And I knew that in order to get me out of that environment, in order for me to be able to explore more of my talents and gifts, and in order for me to do what I wanted to do, and also 
to feel less stress and pressure, I knew that I had to find some way out. And so I would sit in my car on lunch and I would think of different action plans. What can I do? What can I come up with so that I don't have to come to this job to feed my family? Now, if I want to come, that's another story. There was a time that I was working for a job and I could chew. I had a choice because I, you know, I didn't need the money. The money helped, but I didn't need the money to feed my children. It's a different feeling for me when I had to go to work because I had to. Because if I didn't go to work, I didn't know how I was going to feed my children. So entrepreneurship provided a sense of freedom for me. Because whether I worked or whether I, I didn't, I was able to choose. I didn't feel like I had to tolerate a lot of things that I tolerated before because I didn't have to rely on that check. And so I don't want anyone to have to rely on a check. If you want to, that's great. There are times, like I said, that I've worked that I didn't need to work, but I, I wanted to work because of different reasons. I chose to. But a lot of people are going to nine to fives. You, of course, you always have a choice. But it feels like you don't have a choice because if I don't do this, then how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to feed myself and my children? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And so action plans are imperative. I began putting together an action plan. Brittany, I know in order for me to make money, I have to do something different. So I'm going to go into selling hair extensions. I love doing my hair. I always do my hair. I find so much freedom and creativity while doing my hair. I enjoy it. And not only that, but I also enjoy helping others find quality extensions. So I'm going to create my hair business. And from there it grew. But I put down an action plan. So I'm not just going to say something broad, like I'm going to start a hair business. I get that. But let's start the action step. So with this check, I'm going to go ahead and buy some inventory. Okay, next check. I'm going to set some aside. And the next check after that, and the next check after that, set some aside and set some aside until I have enough money to be able to fund my website for a few months. Now, once I have that, I also want to make sure that I have some money for advertising. So I begin putting money in different places. I begin following my plan. This is what I want to do so that I don't have to do this. And in the beginning, it was slow. I didn't have a floodgate of customers coming in. But I found happiness in that because I knew that it was the first step or the first steps in what I would know as building financial freedom, building financial wealth, building a legacy. And not just that, but helping so many other people do the same. But it started with action plans. And notice that I didn't just say plans, but action plans, meaning that in order for you to say that you're creating an action plan, there's action that goes behind it. Anyone can create a plan. Anyone can have a goal and a dream. But when you put those action plans with your goals, with your dreams, then you start to build the reality that you once dreamt about. I no longer wanted to sit back and dream about being able to spend more time with my children. I would go to work sometimes in tears. I hated being away from him that long and not being able to experience some of his most, you know, sweetest, newest moments. You understand for those that have children, when you first have your baby and you wanna be there, 
You want to see things that other people aren't even thinking about. I want to see what he looks like after he tastes his first Teddy Graham. What he looks like after he tastes his first real fruit. I want to see the reaction. And a lot of times when you're at work and mandated to even work over to keep your job, you miss out on some things. And I can't tell you how guilty I would feel. I, I can't I can't tell you how guilty I would feel. I would feel so sad, you know? I, it was a feeling that I really can't even put into words. I just hate it being away from my, my son. And then I had my other two sons and I, I hate it being away from them. I hated it. And there would be people that would come into my life and they would explain to me, no, don't be guilty. Don't, don't feel bad. You know, this is what you have to do because you're taking care of them. And I understand that. I, I got it. I got it. I got it. But there were just some things that I wanted to do and some things that I wanted to be there for that I wasn't able to. And everyone has a different story, different life. So not everyone understood how I felt or even understands how I feel. And that's okay. But I'm saying I knew what I wanted for my life. I knew what I wanted for my children. And I knew that that nine to five that I was working with mandatory overtime, working from sunup to sundown was not what I needed and not what I wanted. But I needed to have an action plan to get outside of that. And I needed to allow myself to learn that not everything is going to come as fast as I want it to come. But as long as I'm moving forward, I'm moving forward. I never said that I started so that I can reach the finish line immediately. And it took years, years until I was able to say, you know what? I'm not going to work this job because I choose not to. It took years until I was in the position to say, you know what, boss, you've disrespected me for the last time I'm out. It took me years to be able to do that, but I can tell you when I was able to do that, I could not thank God enough for his patience and for his strength and for his calling on my life. The endurance that he blessed me with the vision that he blessed me with. I couldn't stop. I still thank God to this day because it's a blessing to be able to choose. It's a blessing to be able to choose. And so entrepreneurship has power. There's power in entrepreneurship. There's power in trusting the process. There's power in moving towards God and moving your relationship closer to him. There's power in learning. There is power in experience. There is power in you. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So I really hope that you all took something from this podcast today. Ultimately, I'm here with you all. I'm an entrepreneur still learning myself. I'm still learning my business. I'm still learning my way. I'm still moving my relationship closer to God each day. I'm not there. I don't have everything figured out. And I'll say that over and over and over again. I don't. And I don't claim to be. And that's the beauty of living every day, knowing that you don't know everything and knowing that there's opportunity for you to learn and for you to grow. So let's do it. As I say in every podcast, I don't want our conversations to end. My YouTube is Brittany Bundles. Make sure that you're favoriting this podcast. Follow me on my social medias, Brittany Bundles on Facebook and Brittany underscore Bundles on Instagram. That's B R I. T-T-N-E-Y underscore bundles, B-U-N-D-L-E-S. Also send me an email anytime to the letter B. Talks, T-A-L-K-S at yahoo.com. I'm encouraging you all 
And I will talk to you all again in the next podcast. Have a good day.